Welcome to Sisterhood Speaks, hosted by Pastor Tracy Breland and moderated by me, Rose Hamerly. Sisterhood Speaks is all about giving women a voice to tell their story. So thanks for tuning in as Sisterhood Speaks. Hey, hey. welcome to Sisterhood Speaks. I am so excited to be here. I love it when sisters speak up and speak out. It's so fun. Uh-huh. This is the whole point that we're getting to share our stories and getting to hear from people. And uh, we know this is a weird time of life right now. Yeah. It's quarantine 2020. <laughs> and uh, somebody was picking up things the other day uh, for Easter with masks on. I was like, we need oh to keep gosh. this picture in the books to show yeah. our kids. Look at look what it's like because things come into our lives and we just adjust and we keep going on and celebrating. So it's right. It's really kind of cool, but Rose, what have you been doing during the quarantine time? I think we've been just living out our HGTV dreams, <laughs> much to Fenton's dismay, probably. <laughs> I'm like, we should paint that. We should pick that up. It's It's been interesting. Hey, it's looking good, though. I went over the other day. Yeah, it's amazing when you have a couple extra hours that you didn't normally have to stare at your house, and you're like, this looks terrible. We need to fix that. It's interesting. Uh, beautifying. Yes. And Amazon still delivers, so. You can pretend you're Leanne Ford in there. <laughs> yeah, really. A little chip in Joanna for you. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love okay. to watch it more than I love to do it, though. I know, right? Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Well, I'm watching someone else do it, you know. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's it's my true. own HGTV. So you grew up in the middle of nowhere. So how do you deal with isolation? Well, I did. We grew up literally and you know, uh, I wasn't born a hundred years ago, but things have changed so much, you know, as far as television and telephones and all those kind of things. But I always really had a, just a, 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 I just could entertain myself really well. (laughs) I don't know why being the only girl in the family, uh, I could ride bikes, play the piano, do all kinds of things. But when you guys were all little, it was a little bit more of an isolation feeling. We just had a mama over to the house for coffee and she was saying she missed people. And I remember that feeling because you're like, oh my gosh. So we just, how I dealt with it, I just, I had to have a routine with you guys. I mean, I still can go through it in my mind how I didn't let you watch TV all day, but you got to do that one thing right before nap. And then at three o'clock, we turned Sesame Street on. And then I, you know, I watched Oprah every day at four o'clock. So we, we had our rhythm of, you know, we'd take a walk, we'd make our bed, we'd learn our scriptures. And so there was just a up and down, but also it's really important to embrace chaos because a routine will keep you sane in a way. Yeah. Cause you're like, okay, my goodness, five o'clock, dad's almost home. But, uh, you do have to embrace the chaos right. too and just kind of welcome it. Um, you probably remember the funny story about when the old man showed up at our door and we were way in the middle of the country. This little old man got out of his car and walked up the sidewalk with this dog and he knocked on the front door and I kind of knew him, but he wanted to sell me his, his late wife's dishes. (laughs) You remember that? Yeah. And of course we were of the era, you know, that when anybody knocked on the door, you weren't afraid. You're like, "Ah, yeah, company. And so it is different now. It's, oh, totally. Which yeah. is super sad in a if way. If someone knocks on your door, you're like, I didn't order a package. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. <laughs> What's here? It is yeah. so sad. So we were like really excited about people because you didn't order, you know, packages. Yeah, you just people just showed up. And so he, I opened the door and um, he was just standing there. And I actually think he had a little suit and hat on. And he says, hello, do you mind if a dog comes in? So I'm thinking... 
okay, gosh, if this old man was this attached to his dog, I had to let him in. So I let the old man walked in, the dog walked in, you know the story. And so for 30 minutes, he talked to me about these dishes he was trying to sell me of his wife's. And the dog ran all over the house. And y'all were all like four and five years old. The dog would run upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> at one point, literally had the trash running oh it through the house. And y'all I remember were, it. Y'all were screaming, yeah. laughing. Remember how yeah. funny you thought it was? Like, and then, he drank out of the toilet. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're yeah. like, can he drink out of the toilet? So I still remember <laughs> asking the old man, do you care if the dog drinks? Can the dog drink out of the toilet? And he goes, well, I, I guess it'd be fine. <laughs> and so this went on for like 45 minutes. I'm thinking, Jesus, please get this man and his dog out of my house. The kids are going insane. So finally decided to leave, open the door. The dog follows him out. And so I said, kid, you're all on the front porch. So the kid's telling bye until his dog bye. And he turns around and goes, that's not my dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're thinking yeah. Yeah. for 45 minutes, this strange dog. Stray dog. Yeah, you know, ran, around, ran around my house with my kids. Also, he thought we were insane, probably. Do you mind if the dog drinks on the toilet? <laughs> He's like, it's your dog, you wacko. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, those chaotic moments do create great memories. And so you just kind of, you, you have to have rhythm, but you also have to embrace just craziness and yeah. it'll be what you remember more than anything. So Seriously. that's kind of how I dealt with you just laugh and keep on going. <laughs> All right. So what sister are we going to hear speak today? Well, I am super excited about this. Of course, you know, we can't wait to invite people in, but during the quarantine, we're trying to follow yeah. the guidelines of uh, America to keep us to stay home and stay yeah. safe. And uh, we know that that's a good place to heal is right. at home. But um, so until then, we're going to hear a lot from our gals in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this week, you know, we all know this is called the Holy Week. And it is basically from Palm Sunday to Pas- the Passover, really for Christians, the uh you know, the crucifixion, the resurrection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is a very holy week. And right. um, we just, it, you can feel it in the air. And you can feel it in your heart and your spirit. Right. And we've noticed since we have planted a church that there's every Easter since we've been a church, there's been something that happened in the month of April, whether it's someone ran into John and almost told his Jeep a few years ago, yeah. or just some big disturbance or distraction. Yeah. But God always overcomes right. the presence and what the birth and the life that happens around Easter always. The darkness is just a shadow and the light is so bright and our spirits just feel it. So mm-hmm. we know some amazing things are going to happen. So I have to talk about Easter right now and the things that happened and the women that were involved yeah. in that time. And so really the sisterhood that speaks uh, this week is three girls and mm. three women. And so I always call it the three Marys at the cross. And mm. if you get some time during this uh, Holy Week, go back and read about it. Um, yeah. I love the fact that Jesus's whole mission was to bring life and healing and, and eternal life. And uh, it says his whole point was to bring life and life abundantly. But he really did love taking the oppressed and, and elevate them. And yeah. we know that women were very oppressed in this time yeah. and, and really to a point still are. Yeah. And so he, we're going to talk about the three women, and Jesus always had women in his ministry yes. that he elevated and encouraged and uh, celebrated. And so these three Marys I love 
the three Marys at the cross. I love the women in this this week, the things that happen, and we'll talk about that. But the first Mary, uh, as you know, was Mary, mother of Jesus. Yeah. And she was at the cross. And if you've watched The Passion, uh, maybe do that this week. If you yeah. haven't, it will... They just did such a great job of it. And I know it's kind of brutal, but it yeah. was a brutal thing that the devil took out on Jesus yeah. for our for our benefit. Mm-hmm. And so you watch it and it'll encourage you and it'll, it'll make you realize the love of God and the love of Jesus for you. So, you know, Mary, uh, all through that movie yeah. was just running behind Jesus right. and, um, and you can imagine I have two sons and I literally now to this day will cry when I think about it, that the you love your son so much. And so here's Mary at the cross, and she was one of the Marys, or three Marys at the cross, which I think so significant. And every year in sisterhood, I've spoken on it differently. This year it was, it was like the Holy Spirit gave me a different tone. But just thinking about Mary, the, the mother at the cross, and uh, watching her son give his whole life, and she knew because she was there from the very beginning of Jesus placed upon this earth and she carried the baby and she carried God's son. And so a lot of times they, people like to portray Mary as this pure, weak teenage girl. Mm. And I don't think she was that at all. I, I know she was pure. She was strong. And, um, for a young girl like that to literally immediately when she was asked, to carry this impossible miracle, said, your will be done. Yeah. And so then her own family started questioning her. So what'd she do? Well, I'm going to go find somebody that believes in this miracle. And she went to Elizabeth's house. So that's a strong, that's a strong young lady. Right. She was probably a, a, a teenager. So you tell me what kind of teenagers would be given that kind of thing And then say, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get around people that believe in me and believe in this miracle that God's placed in my life. So I do know she was pure. I know she was strong. I know she was surrendered. And Mm -hmm. I know that there is great power in that combination of a girl. And so when you think about Mary at the cross this time, and, you know, Jesus even looks down from the cross and says, take care of my mother. Yeah. He knew what kind of mother she was mm-hmm. and what kind of woman she was. And we know the first miracle, Mary said, it's time. Yeah. She was like, Jesus, I've watched you yeah. and uh, I know the calling on your life. And so there was such strength in this woman and uh, such purity. And I know there's Marys like that out there today. I know, Rose, you you deal with the youth and you get to, uh, you and Fenton Lee, the youth. Yeah. And so you're around a lot of young girls. Have you come across to any of these Marys or these kind of personalities? Yeah, I think like any generation, sometimes we kind of hear about, you know, kind of the worst of that whole generation. Yeah. Just like any upcoming generation, you hear about all the problems they have. But yes, there's some beautiful girls. We have uh, we have like a big night once a month, but we the, all the other nights we sit and cruise and we just talk to girls and um, hear their heart. And really, there's the sweetest, purest little hearts of just... They'll cry during worship and just that feel so bad if something happens, just even something Mm -hmm. minor at school, they'll confess and just feel so hurt. You know, I feel like I said something wrong to somebody and, you know, it's just the sweetest thing that their hearts are so tender Mm -hmm. Um, and they're so receptive and they'll, they'll sit there and they'll quote back stuff that 
uh, Pastor John said this or Pastor Tracy said this. And I was listening and taking notes when Pastor Fenton was speaking and he said that. And I was reading my Bible and it's just the sweetest little girls. I'm thinking about two in particular, too, that I'll just sit on the front row yeah. and lift their hands yeah. and cry. And it's just it's the sweetest little spirits. It is. It's really a movement of purity. Yeah. And that the world likes to elevate uh, anything but that, but God still has a, a remnant of people and young people. When we do 21 days of prayer, I'm always blown away by the young people on their face at different places in the worship center, just praying mm-hmm. and crying out to God, like you said. So I really do believe there's going to be a movement of these yeah. kind of Marys mm-hmm. and that, uh, God, is, God sees them just like when he looked down and saw Mary, God sees the power and the strength in these girls. And, um, it gets the attention of heaven right? and it still gets the attention of heaven and God's still honored with those girls. And so I'm always so thrilled to get to see it too, but I knew you got to experience it weekly. Yeah. They're all obsessed with the the new Hillsong Young and Free song too, that they're all singing right now. It's the, we're all of my best friends. We want the truth. We're sick of pretending they're all, it's all that generations that they're, they don't care what anybody else says anymore. They're sick of all the fakeness. They just want the truth. It's such a pure outcry. I love it. It is. In fact, I the kids sh- shared that song with me, and I was in the kitchen, and I said, oh, my goodness, I hear revival in that song. Got chills yeah. all over. And then they said the name of the album was Lord Sin Revival. Yeah, yeah. And so there is a revival because we are all... We all have this feeling to to really do what we're created to do, and we're created to be strong and pure and holy before God and enjoy mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, oh, I'm excited. So uh-huh. that's who I think the first Mary was. She was strong and pure, and um, I I know that there God sees many more Marys like that. So I'm praying it's a whole Mary movement. What I decided to call it a Mary yeah. movement. So the second Mary I know gets a lot of attention. That was at the cross, and it's Mary Magdalene. And they say Magdala. That's just where she was from because so many people were named Mary back then. (laughs) And uh, I almost named you Mary Rose, and I went with Elizabeth Rose. Uh, But that Mary was a very, very common name. And so they would call her that because that told where she was from. And uh, Mary, the, the area where she was from was a coastal area. And so because it was a very... It was a, usually a wealthy, wealthy kind of a place along the coast. And they said she was probably very wealthy and she was really very worldly. Right. And a lot of people say she was a prostitute or whatever. And they said, I've read a lot of different readings about her, but Mary Magdalene was very wealthy, but also um, probably worldly. But they said not necessarily a prostitute that she had seven demons cast out of her. Oh, wow. And so she was a very tortured woman, yeah. even though she was probably beautiful and worldly wise right. and maybe even very uh, successful and popular in that day. Mm-hmm. But she was tortured in her soul so that she sought Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we all know the scripture where it talks about that when Jesus came, you know, she came into contact with Jesus, the demons ran and she was delivered. So she was one of the biggest followers and biggest supporters of Jesus till clear to the very end. Yeah. And so there's Mary on one side, the Mary mother, Jesus, complete purity. And then there's Mary on the other side that is the opposite of that. Right. And both loved Jesus. Both were welcome at the cross. Right. And you go to that, that's the old saying that says everything's equal at the cross. And sometimes we say something so much, we has no meaning. Yeah. But when this happened that their Mary was, 
mother of Jesus. And then there this Mary was at the cross, worshiping, loving Jesus. You said, you just realize it, it's all a heart thing. Right. Totally. And it's a heart of who loves Jesus. And I know that, uh, if you know very much about Mary, she's also the one that poured all the oil out. And it said that, um, they were telling her, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't pour it out. And he said, this was kept for, leave her alone. She kept this for the day of my burial. And so mm-hmm. when she was actually using this perfume to prepare him, and I know you had a yeah. funny one about it earlier. <laughs> well, I just thought it made me think of, isn't that where they got the thieves oil from? It seriously was is. She, a, she was like a young living lady. Yeah, she was a young, she was the first essential <laughs> That's lady. That's why she was wealthy. That's she right. was one of the first. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? It's, it's been a pyramid uh, marketing <laughs> way, way, way back then. She got on the ground floor. Yeah. But she literally did prepare his body for, but the thing of it is, she gave all yeah. She gave all. And that stuff is expensive. That's expensive. <laughs> you can imagine. And the the difference, the the opposite between her and Mary, you know, Mary had her head cover because that was right. that religion. And then mm-hmm. there's this Mary where hair was loosened and she wiped her, you know, the feet with Jesus's feet with her, yeah. all of her hair and right. all that oil. And so it was just a contrast of the difference of women. Yeah. But Jesus loved them. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, we can't ever put anybody in the box. I could just see her flinging her dark hair all around her, her tears, and just with all of her passion and emotion, just loving Jesus so much. It just, it blows my mind. And, you know, it says that uh, even though her her circumstances were terrible, but her generosity was incredible. Mm, And so... uh, uh, a love is always about generosity. And so you, we all know that Mary is the one also that's the first one to the tomb. Yeah. She's at the last one at the cross and the first one to the tomb. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible also says that who's been forgiven much loves much. Yeah. And so you never hide in your shame and say, I'm not good enough. No, to be truthful, if you see me worshiping on the front row, it's because I'm so happy yeah. that I'm so forgiven. Right. And so we just, you have to have that every daughter of God and uh, can stand tall and knowing that we are all equal at the cross. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all forgiven and we're all chosen. And so it's really a beautiful thing to get to worship. And you know, the part of the scripture I love the best in John 20 talks about when Mary was first to the tomb. And she, so she ran and said, the stone's been rolled away. So she literally, the first person to run with the gospel was a woman. Yeah, nobody can spread news like us. Oh, we can spread uh, it. Yeah. yeah. She nobody. ran. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Ran to it. She's like, ah! <laughs> the tomb, what's going on here? So, yeah. and Jesus knew that. Yeah. You know, we were not, an, we were the second to be created, we were not, we were not an afterthought. No, we were made exactly how we are I think on maybe purpose. We were actually fixing something. That's right. There, he's like, whoa, <laughs> Ooh, man, gotta help you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whoa. So yes, we we can run with the good news, and so uh, women in ministry is a huge thing, and um, mm-hmm. it's a it's just it's vital, and God knew that because we can run and tell the good things that God, and we can express our love toward God like nobody else. I think. Oh yeah, totally. So I love that about Mary, this Mary. Another woman, really, to be truthful, in this day and age that reminds us of Mary right now, I I couldn't help but think about Joyce Meyer when I was trying to think about a contemporary of this kind of woman and how that her life should have been ashes, and it turned out to be something quite beautiful. And if you don't know anything about Joyce Meyer, she was... 
uh, molested by her father yeah. for years, and her mother knew it, and Jeez. just abused in every way, and then yeah. jumped out of the house and tried to get married and had a baby, and that man left her, and so, you know, just experienced the cruelty of men in the worst way ever, yeah. and God has used her to really speak into hundreds, uh, probably almost every nation, yeah. prisons all over the Incredible. world, written books that literally set people free, yeah. and so... It, she should have been marked a mess, and she has just been the brightest light for a miracle, and that's what God does. And so, yeah. you know, just as it really matter what you've been given in life, it's what you do with it. It's true. And um, it, it can be, it, it just all, glo- the glory goes to God because he takes what's been given to you. And I love what, um, is it Elliot? Elizabeth Elliot says, well, I'm sure one thing, it's not going to end in ashes. Yeah. Even though her husband was killed on the mission field. And so such beautiful, beautiful examples that we have of women. And I just, I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about two of the Marys that were at the cross, but you said there's one more Mary, three Marys. Yes. This, this is funny this year. And I don't know if it's what God has been talking to me about, but this third Mary this year has almost been my favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mary, the mother of Jesus, yeah. and Mary Magdalene is just those so are good. classics, epic, yeah. epic stories. <laughs> that, I mean, they're epic stories. But this Mary is uh, she was they think an aunt or a relation to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and um, she was just there. Yeah, she was she was kind of that Mary in the middle, and mm-hmm. it's just that Mary that you know you might not have been an epic story, right? And people don't brag and talk about her, but she showed up. Probably over and over again. Just a faithful friend. Yeah, a faithful yeah. friend. And when everybody else ran, there she was. Yeah. And it, it just hit my heart. I was like, you know, they say when something goes wrong, wrong and everybody else walks out, that person that's left there, right? that's a friend. Yeah. And so I thought, that's this Mary. Mm-hmm. She was that faithful friend, that bridge builder. She was, you know, she was just that person who stayed and, and, right. and showed up and said, I'm here. I, I love you. I don't care what, it was a scandal what was going through. Right. Jesus, they were accusing him of all kinds of things. You know, if anyone's ever in a scandal, usually people pull back from him. She's like, no. Yeah. Mary's my family and we're sticking together. And so it it just moved my heart so bad. So you could almost say, why is she there? Why was Mary there? Well, she was mentioned. She was mentioned because she was there. Yeah. And so I also thought that was beautiful. Yeah. And so it's just the 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 beauty and the power of showing up. Yeah. And so I, you know, since being, if anyone knows me very well, we uh, are church planners, and so I have always collected sisters. That's how come I love sisterhood when we started yeah. this ten years ago. But having sisters that are really for you in this church planning thing has helped me. And I've understood the power of sisterhood. Yeah, totally. That mm-hmm. you can do so much more when people are for each other and and the power of friendships. And so, I mean, everyone knows I have some really good friends. My first best friend ever, Kim, mm-hmm. we literally met in church when we were like four. Yeah. And she's still my friend. Like that's 49 years now. <laughs> and don't know if I could have made it many times without her. Right. And, you know... 
literally just showed up and sat there and just yeah. knew what I was going through. Yeah. And just knew. And so, you know, when I got here and got, had to move away from those friends, the Lord gave me Tootie and she just showed up and loved me and encouraged me and texted me. And even in this quarantine time, sends me crazy, you know, <laughs> ridiculous memes of quarantining and that we're going to get together soon. And just these women, you know, uh, yeah. we were out on the land that we're building the church on today. And I was thinking about one of my really good friends, Tammy. She saw the land, this sister is carrying the vision. Right. She literally was where my eyes, where my eyes couldn't be, you know, right. the power of vision. I mean, Angie Hoover, I was thinking about her. She's been here since yeah. the gym. Yeah. Most people would not know who she is. Gentle, quiet spirit always yeah. says the most healing thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, where, you know, where would I be without these glimpses about this Beverly? I remember when I was doing children's church and Beverly showed up and goes, let me help you. And I was right. like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And she's still helping me. Yeah. Talia has just come on alongside and she's like the biggest cheerleader, get her done kind of a girl. And Denise, I remember sitting and talking to her since the church first started and just so many women and Kim. Oh my gosh, Kim Hall, she would just grab me and hug me. And she just knew that uh, sometimes I needed encouragement. You, girl, that was good, she would tell me. Yeah. And so after this quarantine, I'm going to have to get a Kim Hall hug. Yes. But uh, I even thought today about Debbie the from Oklahoma who delivered most of my babies. Yeah. She would just, she was one of those women. Yeah. And one of those women that uh, a lot of people would overlook, but literally, I think because they were there, mm. and there's so many more, but you mentioned them. Yeah. Well, I thought about, um, you know, we moved here my senior year and I, I didn't really know anybody, yeah. didn't have any friends. Yeah. And I sat behind Chelsea Sites in English yeah. uh, class and she passed me a note and she drew a TR on it. <laughs> and so still to this day, that was 10 years ago. And uh, she texted me this week and said, so all you guys are doing a drive in Easter. Do I need to do anything? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, she's just that friend. Yeah. She's the show up friend. That's she's right. like, do you need me to do anything? And I, I have a job for her that's going to be ridiculous, but I know she's going to do it. That's right. She is that ridiculously fun friend. She'll do anything. Is she going to be the bunny? Oh, she's going to be the bunny. <laughs> the bunny. Chelsea, the if you're bunny. listening, you're the rabbit. <laughs> She well, know what is, she's in for. I think the middle, you know, uh, when I first got here, I was just like, oh man, I want to speak like Lisa Bevere. I loved her. I loved all of her books. And one day the Lord told me driving home after my small group where we met together with a few women, he said, Tracy, Lisa Bevere doesn't have time to meet with all these women individually, but yeah. I put you here in Mobile to do that. And so it's those Marys in the middle that we want to celebrate today. And, um, we know that tough times don't last, but tender people do. Mm-hmm. And so just be that be that girl that just keeps staying close, that keeps checking on each other. And yeah. that, that Mary that's in the middle, God sees you at the cross and you're important to the Marys around you, but you're also important to Jesus. And uh, just celebrate who you are. And we know that we're going to come into this, you know, uh, it's the three Marys at the cross. And so yeah. be thinking about that this week and be thinking about the the value of being faithful and yeah. being a faithful friend. It's so important. It's yeah. so important. We're so important to each other. And if we learned anything in this quarantine time, people are the most important thing. So important. I know it. Mm-hmm. So I hope you got something out of that. I yeah. love it. I love talking about the three Marys at the cross. Go back and read it and uh, just think about who you are maybe you're all three of them sometimes we're all of them right yeah that's so good 
Thanks so much for joining us and tune in next week for our next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes right when they're available. And for updates on the podcast, you can like us on Facebook at South Coast Church Sisterhood and follow us on Instagram at South Coast Sisterhood.